All right, Al Soto with Below the Belt Show here at the Gaylord National Harbor Hotel, Katsukan 2019, Carolina Ravasa. Thanks so much for talking to us here. Thank you for having me. Awesome. So obviously you're known for your awesome voice work on Overwatch, Grand Theft Auto V. Um, and I heard you were actually your own cosplay for your own character. I was. Yesterday I did it. Wow, that is so cool. How, yeah. So I imagine it was really well received. So is this something that you typically do during the conventions? No, it was my first time. Uh, I yeah. collaborated with a cosplayer called Hane Cosplay. Melanie okay. Jasmine is awesome. She made my jacket. She did my makeup. I had her take yes. care of everything because I didn't want to do it poorly. Right. Um, so I'm really grateful to her for doing this for me. It was awesome. And it was a great experience. It was really, really fun. I enjoyed taking pictures with the other Overwatch cosplayers. Oh, cool. uh, and I got to walk around and, you know, just have fun. If Overwatch were to be a live action movie, would you be on board? Uh, we would all be on board, I think. <laughs> Absolutely. I would love it. Yeah. 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 Um, I think it's an amazing idea because you're also known for your acting work as well, which I think is awesome. I was just looking at uh, some of your uh, upcoming uh, projects. Um, Dopamine looks really dope, if we should say. <laughs> dope, <laughs> let's, yeah. let's talk about that project if you could. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a comedy that we shot in Acapulco. It's a comedy yeah. series, so they still have to shoot another part of it before it gets released, but yeah. it was a ton of fun to shoot, and uh, mm -hmm. it was a great location. It was Acapulco, Mexico, so it was really cool. Awesome. Yeah. So did the acting come first or the voice acting come first and how was the transition from one to the other acting came first when I was five years old I loved loved doing it and I think I was inherently loved voices and accents and characters so it was part of acting I think voice acting is just a, a type of acting so I don't I don't really separate them but um, I think once I got to New York after I'd graduated college I realized oh you know we can do voiceover work as well as acting to pay the bills and, and move along mm -hmm. but I didn't realize it was so much fun until I started doing the video game stuff and animation because mm -hmm. you know you can do commercial work which is it's entertaining but it's yeah. not like playing a character so I think that um, the mm. video game stuff Sombra especially mm. has been uh, really cool to have in my life so when you do your voiceovers do you try to use your natural voice or do you try to change your voice it depends on, on what they want. You know, mm -hmm. sometimes they're like, you know, must sound 19 years old, so you got to try and sound that. Um, mm -hmm. For other ones, it's like that you kind of feel that they want your natural voice uh, with a little pep to it because it's a commercial, or, you know, mm -hmm. if she's a badass character, she might speak a little bit lower. Mm -hmm. uh, so we, depending on the character, we, we kind of decide if we, we switch it up or not. Okay. Yeah. So what are your other fandoms? What are you into uh, in the pop culture world, sci-fi, superheroes, anything like that? I grew up with Disney, so I feel okay. like that's my jam. But I, but I realize like I don't necessarily want to mm -hmm. play Cinderella or cosplay. I mean, well, Beauty and the Beast is pretty cool, but <laughs> I always like the the sidekick characters a little better. Okay. So I mean, I would you know Timon is one of my favorites in The Lion King. Um, I love I love kind of the zany zany friend that tags along and has the weird jokes and mm -hmm. and the funny looking everything. <laughs> so so that's kind of uh, if I could voice. A character I would like to be the sidekick, um, cool. and and but but Disney in general is just one of my fandoms. I think. Nice, nice. Uh, is there any dream projects that you'd like to work on, whether it be voice acting or acting? Well, I think um, I mean a series regular on a TV show would be great. Yes. The badass character that yes. has to fight crime or something. Which particular show would you love to be a part of? I a mean, series regular. It, well, I mean, Orange is the New Black would have been a great one. Uh, but one more season, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah, no, I think they just shot, had their last day yeah. recently. Um, I think that a new show, really, that would just mm -hmm. have a, a, a lot of new 
female characters would be would be great or um, even a cartoon where I could play like a little kid you know zany and funny <laughs> I, that, that I would love to just you know be able to record weekly on an animation as well that was great now you did some uh, great work on the affair uh, I worked a lot on the wire so I'm familiar with working with Dominic West being from Baltimore yeah. uh, what was your experience working with Dom he's amazing yeah. such a generous kind talented person uh, I, I had a really, really good experience working with him. Uh, I worked on the first day of shooting and then almost on the last day because my character comes back. So it was really cool to, to get to work with him a few times and uh, just learn from him, you know? It's always great when you work with actors you admire. You learn so awesome. much. So uh, you've been here for three days at KatsuCon. What's been the highlight so far? I mean, my cosplay. Yes. Just because it was, my <laughs> first, it was my first experience doing that. But I think that what I loved about this was this convention center is so unique and beautiful and different that I felt like I was walking in a, a, a micro world uh, with the little houses and the trees everywhere. Yeah. It wasn't just like I was walking through a convention center, you know, with stark walls and, and strange lighting. It was yeah. a little more magical. So I'm, I'm really glad it happened here. Awesome. Well, we know you uh, have a plane to catch back home. Uh, we Thank appreciate you. you talking with us here. Click on the show, Below the Belt Show. Thank if you could you. let us know who you are, let us know you're on Below the Belt Show uh, throughout your projects and whatever you want to end. Catchphrase, plug, whatever. Okay. Hi, my name is Carolina Ravasa. I'm the voice of Sombra in Overwatch. And um, you are watching Below the Belt or listening to Below the Belt. Um, hacking Below the Belt. Debajo del cinturón. Exacto. <laughs> Hacking debajo del cinturón. No, no. español. Hackeando debajo del cinturón. Gracias, muchas gracias. That's you're awesome. welcome, you're welcome. They say we've saved the best for last year at Katsukan, and I'd like to say we certainly have. It's Greg Hauser, voiceover actor extraordinaire. How has your Katsukan been, experience been? Well, I mean, up until the point where you just lied to them, telling them that this was the best. I'm going to, I, look, flat out. I'm apologizing that you guys have to watch me. Literally, they're scraping the bottom of the barrel at this point. Um, but as far as how KatsuCon's gone, yeah. it, it's been awesome. I, I love this convention. They've had me back several times. Uh, every time it is a new, you know, yes, there's some things that are familiar, but it's also a new experience. Okay. And it is, a, you know, it is by far one of the most fun conventions to be at, in my opinion. Right on. So uh, reading about you, you come from a corporate world, which is amazing because I think a lot of people in in that world that want to branch out in entertainment, whether it be acting or voice acting, kind of have a similar story. Uh, how did that happen for you getting into the voiceover world uh, from being in the corporate world? Well, um, uh, actually a little bit of an, the short story is I read the manual. Uh, I was actually on a, uh, a TV show. It was a CBS crime drama called Hack. Uh, it was the first uh, show that CBS did that was filmed in high definition. Yes. Now, the high def cameras at this time, because it was filmed around, you know, from 2000 to about 2002. Uh, first off, they were made by Zenith. I didn't even realize Zenith was still in existence at that point. <laughs> you know, for, for the old folks at home, they're going to remember, you know, remember Zenith. Um, but these things looked like anti-aircraft artillery guns. Right. They had two huge barrels, like like this wide barrels for the lenses, mm -hmm. and they actually had, it was a two-person operation. They had one guy who manned the camera, and the other guy who was literally operating a crank so that the camera could go in and out, up and down. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Jesus God, like literally an anti-aircraft gun. Um, 
these things were notoriously unreliable and they broke all the time. Well, I was on, I was on the set uh, for a small role and when you're doing extra work or you're a small role, uh, really the name of the game is sit around and wait. Right. A lot of actors know about that. Yeah, yeah. It's we we all know it. You know, it sucks, but it's part of the game. Yeah. Uh, I didn't have anything to amuse myself while I was waiting, so they had the manuals out, and I, quite frankly, I was bored. So I started reading the manuals. Well, as we were filming the scene that I was in, the damn things, you know, the damn cameras broke. And after about 20, 30 minutes, I go over and was like, Hey guys, you know, do you think about this? Yeah, okay, whatever. Get get lost, kid. Another 20, 15, 20 minutes go by, and I'm like, hey guys, you 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 know, have you tried this? You really ought to. Thank you, Mr. Actor. If we need if we need your technical advice, we will call you. <laughs> Third time, I'm like, hey guys, you realize like an error code like that means that there's a problem with uh, with the memory. Uh, usually, it's caused by a race condition, and what you've got to do is flush the buffer. And they just kind of looked at me, and I was like, just try it, like, because otherwise I'm going to keep coming over and bothering you. <laughs> and they tried it, and it worked, and the thing started working again. And they're just like, how the hell did you know that? Well, I read the manual. <laughs> at that point, they're like, all right, him, he comes back. He's going to be here for, you know, he's going to yeah. keep coming back here every episode. And as a thank you for providing uh, some tech support, in addition to doing a couple other things, mm -hmm. uh, if we couldn't find a local celebrity to do a voiceover for like a newscast that right. was you know playing in the background, or a, an announcement because we filmed at 30th Street Station mm -hmm. and other places right. uh, quite a bit, Greg, go with the sound guy record. And at the end of the first season, uh, you know I had done quite a few of these, and he's like, hey man, you know. Um, and he's like, have you ever thought about voiceover? And I'm talking to our sound engineer. I'm like, no, why? He's like, you really ought to. You're actually not bad at this. Like, oh, okay. Wow. And and it's it's been a downward spiral ever since. <laughs> I don't know about downward, but more, maybe more upward. Yes. It's yeah. I was gonna say it's uh, for me. It's always been about the journey. Yeah. Uh, not the destination. Uh, and quite frankly, in that case, it kind of planted the seed. Um, yeah. And, you know, I started to uh, develop, uh, in addition to my acting skills, I developed better storytelling skills. Yeah. Uh, I worked stronger on my improv. Uh, I was already uh, training musically as well. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, just basically that culmination I found worked yeah. very well for me, especially once I added improv to, to the situation. And I started to book a lot of work in my local area, which was Philadelphia. Right. Then I went up to New York, and I got my butt handed to me. And I was like, okay. I was like, obviously, I am not ready for this. <laughs> but me being the, you know, that very logical person, it was, yeah. okay, let me look at the guys who are getting work, figure out what they're doing, who they're training with, mm -hmm. and let me kind of adapt that into my philosophy of how I'm doing things mm -hmm. and eventually I started booking work in New York and then you know more you know more work and more work and more work but at the end of the day it just came down to 95% of you know uh, of the gig was getting the gig right so um, you had mentioned that you're still in the corporate world mm -hmm. uh, what advice would you have for someone that wants to pursue their dream in entertainment whether it's voiceover acting or acting or anything else in entertainment while still keeping a career in their other job? 
It, it's tough because it's going to be different for every person. Mm -hmm. But um, first off, manage your expectations. Uh, you know, if, if your goal is to just be a legend of the living room, fine, go do it. Mm -hmm. uh, but also, don't worry about uh, becoming, you know, very good overnight. You know, train, practice. You know, and enjoy that ride. Mm -hmm. Spend the time to develop those skills because if you develop those skills first, then you know the other stuff will come. Now that said, one of the biggest things for, and it doesn't matter whether it's someone who has a corporate job or not, mm -hmm. you need to have a good social net. And yes. by that, I don't mean just networking, but I mean a bunch of people who are going to help pick you up if you fall down. You need people who are, you know, who are not detractors from your life, who are going to tell you you can't do it. You want people who are going to help bolster you. Or, people, or at the very least, people who are going to be realistic to help level set you when your head gets too big. Yeah. And a wow. lot of people forget about that and causes them a lot of problems down the road. Wow, that is certainly some great advice. So uh, in addition to just, made, just voiceover work in all different facets, how did anime come to play? I've been an anime fan since the late yeah. 70s. Uh, I, I grew up on uh, Gundam MS, you know, the original Mobile Suit Gundam. Okay. And for me, you know, I was like four or five years old. Uh, I had also just seen Star Wars. So for me, I was like, giant robot, lightsabers. <laughs> Put the two together. The whole concept of the storyline, the tragedy, the whole operatic nature of Gundam, way over my head for that time. <laughs> But, you know, giant robots, lightsabers. That's what I saw. And I was, I was hooked from that moment on. And as time went on, I was exposed to other anime. So for me, I've always been a fan. I just had, uh, I, I just by a sheer stroke of luck, I ran into some people who, uh, plus I, you know, I went to the, uh, went to the cons. I volunteered for, for industry stuff. Um, just basically to help make help make things, uh, you know, if I was an attendee, I wanted to make sure that other attendees had a great time. Yeah. And somebody, you know, somebody realized that uh, I had done a lot of commercial voice work. So when I had an opportunity and I was, you know, in the area uh, of the studio when I was, you know, in town, they'd pull me in and they were like, yeah, let's, you know, give them a him some little stuff and see what happens yeah. and I came in and I uh, uh, what I the first thing I did was uh, I believe Evangelion mm -hmm. and you know my Mike McFarlane was uh, directed the, uh, the movies for those and he was he was like oh actually he, he knows how to act <laughs> so okay try this and I did that and try that and, you know and so on and so forth and they realized I had versatility the only downside was I didn't live in the area Right. So, and that's a big thing for people who want to do, because I meet uh, I meet people all the time who want to do, uh, they want to do voiceover, but only for anime. And my thing there is, mm -hmm. you know, you're really limiting yourself. And yeah. also, if you want to do anime, you have to live where the studios are. Right. You have to live where you hunt. If you don't, you're not getting the work. Mm -hmm. And especially now with simuldubs, mm -hmm. because that is a very rapid fire thing. And they do not have a lot of time to bring in uh, talent from out of state mm -hmm. or even talent that doesn't have the experience. So you really have to be on your game. 
because yeah. time, you know, in uh, for voiceover, time truly is money. And I know one of the reasons for commercial work that I get, uh, mm -hmm. you know, that I get hired all the time is because I'm very quick in the studio. They don't need, uh, you know, for a 60 second commercial, the sessions usually run about a half hour or so. For new talent, sometimes they book them for an hour because they realize they're going to have to really work with them. If you're taking longer than a half hour, they're not going to book you for long. <laughs> right. And in my case, uh, like I'll do a 60 second commercial, uh, my sessions usually last under 10 minutes. So for me, I'm just in and out and done. Yeah. And they can throw two or three other commercials my way and I can get those done in the same slot of studio time that they had to pay for. Right. And the same thing goes for any type of dubbing and particularly anime. That's awesome. Wow, so much insight from Greg Hauser, voice actor extraordinaire here at Katsukan. One more awesome question. Um, what's your favorite fandom? And if you could cosplay today, obviously not a lot of the talent are in, in uh, cosplay, but what would you like to cosplay as? <laughs> I've had a lot of requests to cosplay as the Kingpin. <laughs> That's bringing up the baldness, guys. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. I mean, I, I hate to agree, but yes, I think you'd be great. Greg Ayers actually had one of the funniest jokes that uh, I had heard in a long time. Yeah. And you know, one day I may just do it, which was to cosplay as Rob Mungle. <laughs> because he made a comment at OhioCon yeah. several years ago. He's, he's like, oh, yeah, you know, if you don't know who Rob Mungle is, he looks just like Greg Hauser, only does a lot more work in anime. <laughs> and I was, I was just like, that's dead on, dude. <laughs> like, yeah, that's freaking hilarious. Awesome. You know? And, and by the way, that's actually, um, uh, you know, jumping a little back, that's something for people uh, in acting uh, who want to get into it. They have to learn not to have a thick skin and to not worry about the criticism. Because, you know, if you can't take a look at yourself and laugh at this, at both yeah. the good and the bad, yeah. you're not going to succeed. You know, you're not going to cut it good. in the industry. It's very good, yeah. Uh, and, and for me, like, one of the things that uh, I try to do uh, you know, at any convention is I, I make fun of the fact that, you know, it's like, hey, you want to you hear my impersonation of every anime character I've ever played? Uh, hey, guys, is that a bomb? <laughs> <laughs> well, he seemed like a nice guy. We didn't even get his name. Anyway, moving along with our plot, you know, because, you know, that's it. Somebody's got to play Soldier A. And, you know, fine. If that's it, own it. And... You know, like I've met people who are, you know, they're, uh, they get afraid to uh, basically let themselves, let their emotions out because they're afraid of any criticism. Mm -hmm. If you do that, you're, you know, the microphone's going to know. And it's, it's like that in life. You know, to thine own self be true. Shakespeare didn't realize how true that was. Mm -hmm. And when we are, you know, not just for acting, but just in life, things are a lot better. Because, you know, hey, nobody's perfect. And, you know, when we recognize, you know, both what we're good at and what we may not be as good at, we can either choose to improve it or if something bad happens, instead of being embarrassed, we can just be like, yeah, not one, not one of my finer moves, but hey, there you go. <laughs> wow. Guys, this guy could teach a master class <laughs> on voice acting. It's a, been a pleasure to talk to you, no, Greg. Pleasure's been mine. Yes, pleasure's awesome. Been mine. Katsukan 2019, Greg Hauser, guys. It's hey, been guys. a great Katsukan, and we'll see you guys next year. God willing. <laughs> see y'all. Thank y'all for coming. All right.